I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. You guys believe me about the popper now, right? That that's a thing, that that exists? Yeah, I mean, didn't Lashes even send you a picture of one recently? Yeah, she confirmed it. Their turkeys have little poppers in them. And uh, now that the not, holidays are over. Hashtag not all turkeys. Not all turkeys, no. There's some I'm sure that... <laughs> not like, my turkey. Li- <laughs> You've acquired some gold, friend. Why not head to the shop and take a look around? This is Core. my hearing mm, that's an oldie but a goodie i knew it'd have something to do with the store because that's how we used to roll with uh Uther every time we talk about him hey everybody welcome yeah. back to core this is core the heroes of the storm podcast for you and me with me scott johnson bo schwartz john jagger ready to talk about angel god otherwise known as imperious <laughs> sacrilege which is really my only vision of him is just being freaked out because uh because Tyriel said something offensive. This uh, is me learning that he's also apparently known as Angel God. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody has called him that until right well, now. That's kind of his job, right? Like, it, I don't want to get too literal here, but if you break down the way the game, or the way the Diablo character Pantheon works, Diablo is basically Satan, and then he's got mm-hmm. all his minions of various levels, and then you got on the other on the good side the high heavens you basically got the idea of heaven 
and there you got your Jesus character in Tyrael, right? Okay. Uh, and he and in lots of ways too, like he's enforcer up there in the sky, but then eventually gets chucked down to the planet. In this case, uh, uh, sanctuary, uh, mm-hmm. and and is uh, just suddenly doesn't know who he is for a bunch of times. Oh, I don't know who I am. But then it turns out he's really important. Has to save everybody. He's the Jesus guy. And then well, even that overt reference to the Bible when they reference my favorite parable where yeah. Jesus eats so much he doesn't <laughs> understand why his stomach hurts. I know. I I think of all my time in Sunday school as a kid, I think that's what I learned the most was mm-hmm. why does my why does my stomach feel so strange would be the question I would ask. <laughs> yes. Um, but then you got Imperius. He's like dude in charge. So he's like the God figure up there, except he's kind of an a-hole. And at one point when he's fighting with Tyrael, he goes sacrilege. And to me, that's the entirety of the character. That's all he is, is that yeah, guy. That's when it's when Tyrael takes off his armor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he ta- yeah, he decides to re- uh, renounce and relinquish his position as, uh, justice itself and, and mm-hmm. go down to sanctuary and, and just be a, a dude in the dirt. The uh, hungry, hungry Harold. <laughs> he did. He went down and became hungry, hungry Harold, and talked to his buddy at the uh, at the at town about how hungry he is, and he couldn't figure it out. That's basically him. We love him, though. Um, anyway, Imperius, it's a thing. It's happening. It's real. Uh, all the rumors you heard were true, and uh, this came pretty quickly. Was this this is before the first after Christmas, right? That this got announced? Am uh, I thinking of that right? I will say it was last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it got kind of unofficially leaked. Yeah. Uh, there was there was just an image that appeared on a foreign uh, Twitter account. Yeah. And then it was one of those cases of, do you deny it? Do you pretend like, oh, what image? I didn't see Imperius. Or do you just say, yeah, that's Imperius. He's coming. Yeah. They and went they went with the yeah that's imperious he's coming we'll talk more about it on january 2nd wasn't the the twitter account that did it though the foreign twitter account was an actual official uh heroes of the storm twitter account in that region though yeah okay yeah, so somebody in their social media circles community whatever let that one slip and then the the english irvine side said yeah i guess just go ahead and <laughs> Yeah, let's not <laughs> pretend like, whoops, how did that happen? Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, it's Imperius, and he's he's what you think he is. I have one huge complaint before we talk about Kit and abilities and all the other reasons why he seems like he might be pretty fun, because um, he does look fun. They did also refer to him as a brawler outright in the video, so uh, we know what to expect there, and that also is in line with them calling things what they are now and getting more, maybe perhaps more ready to reveal that, uh, that, that officially the whole, um, uh, role change thing. But anyway, here's my big complaint in the game of Diablo. He's got this giant halo and it's all spiky and he's got the best armor and a great big Talbert kind of looking weapon, uh, thing that is just awesome. And he can turn all glowy, almost like he's molten sometimes like he does in the cinematics, and that's awesome and everything. But his wings in this are stupid lame. Just look at him. Little spaghetti strings hanging off his back. Lamo! They need to be great big, Tyrael style, monstrous, freaking whoa! I'm Imperius, Lord of the Upper World. Look out, everybody. Sacrilege. Like that's what that dude needs. And right now he's got the 
most flaccid looking freaking 75 year old Mike Colon hurts old man wings. It sucks. It's not that big a deal, but I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big a deal, but uh, yeah, the wings are definitely the wings definitely need improvement. They're a little sad, aren't they? They, yeah, they look like they flare up with certain moves, but yeah, they're he's a grower, not a shower. Right. This is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But but the, I think just like with the cinematics and all the other stuff, a lot of there's a lot of heat tech <laughs> put it put into them. Like they the wings really make Imperius uh, like give you this impression in the game in Diablo. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like, yeah, it doesn't they just don't quite match up. And and John's right. Yeah. They they've given they've given it some wiggle room to have them expand and get cooler. And maybe Tyrells aren't even that cool here. Maybe in my memory it's too I I've I've overdone it in my what I think no, they I should think look the like. Ones are, like they are like less, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not that well I, I, I just think that wings Imperius hang is... down and Tyrells go out. Yeah. No, that's I true. Think that's part of it too. But that's yeah. fine that they hang down. I just think there's an intensity to them and they look a little small. Yeah. You know? Like they look a little small and there's a thickness to them as they get to where the wing yeah. connects to the back. And that's just, they, as you said, they look a little like uh, spaghetti noodles. Yeah. They're a little flaccid. Look like they're hanging on something yeah. at the point where that, where it bends. It's like, uh, it still looks cool, but it's just, it's not. Yeah. There needs, it needs some work. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I hate making a complaint like this, knowing that, you know, half the team is gone now and maybe we're just lucky to get imperious. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. but I would, I, if you said to me, well, we have to skip the next hero in order to get you super wings on this thing. I'd be like, yeah, skip the next hero. We need the wings on this thing. Like, for sure. For sure. Actually, that for is sure. a good point. I will say uh, I feel like the size that it grows to, because I'm kind of just watching the video you're playing to kind of get yeah. a feel of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think the wings are a little too small. I think the size they grow to when he does certain moves I feel like it should be that size by default, and then it should flare to even bigger when he does something cool. It should be like over it, the it top sh- big. It should uh, be ridiculous. when he does a move. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, you know I, and and interesting sidetrack here because I know a lot is said about well, there needs to be visual clarity on the map, and and you know we have to we can't do crazy things. I'd like to point. I got to try super this new Super Smash Brothers this weekend. Oh yeah, it's fun, isn't um, it? I. I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. That game is the simplest thing. There's like four buttons. It's and chaos. Like I lose all the time. I have can't play it. And there's so much visual. Uh, my friend Mike said, it's just the Japan, the game. Like, I don't even know what's going on. It's just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, these guys are not worried about whether you can see your character or not. Right. And I'm like, yeah, let's not worry about that stuff. Smash is just fine. And it's mm-hmm. a popular game. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give me get, like make it so that the you see nothing but wings, and that's like, you know. <laughs> she's just a floating pair of wings. Yeah. I think we can double down on the wings here. I think that's fine. I do too. I do. I, look at the other. I, I'm just saying, look at the other Diablo characters. Ariel, who I don't really play, but I admire her design. She is all wings all the time, and it's badass. If you look at somebody yeah. like uh, who's the death one, uh, Mercurial. What's his name? Mar- Marcus. Malthale. Malthale. Oh, death one. Cathode. He's got amazing wings. Old, old cathode does. Um, and it just, I don't know. It just, it seemed, he's imperious. He's supposed to be the Lord of all the, the Lord of the wings. <laughs> Lord of the wings. All right. Well, we found our title. We landed yeah, it was on a it. a good follow up to Riverdance. <laughs> Oh, Lord there, of the folks. Wings. Okay, that's our title. Sorry. It's just how it's going to um, be. 
so, but Bo, you bring up a really good point, and I'm already even, I saw it in the chat room, and I, I think it is something, you know, I don't think it's our job to necessarily run, uh, to coin a phrase from Kyle, PR for Blizzard, mm -hmm. but I think there is a good point that you brought up that's probably worth mentioning. Um, if we are to believe the last uh, letter that K.O. Milker put out, uh, they are at a place in their development where this stuff that's coming out was coming out pretty much as it is and the way it was going to come out no matter what. Yeah. This is, we aren't to the part yet that's been impacted by an altered dev team. And I know you were mostly saying it for, you know, we're talking about wings and having a good time, but I'm also seeing it in the chat and stuff like that. And already it's popping up on Reddit, this sense of, oh, no devs worked on this character. This is, oh, look at this. It's not true. This is still a full dev team character. Yeah. Like, there is no way that this character got thrown together in just the past couple of weeks. We know no, it no, takes... They're a, year in a, they're a year ahead. Yeah, yeah. we know it takes a long time. So just to get ahead of anybody out there that's like, oh, well, it's this way because blank to the dev team, that's not happened yet. No, and it always surprises me when somebody starts talking that way because it just, it's it smacks of so little... In even just pra what's the word um not practical but just common sense knowledge about what something might take to do and i know we don't you know people aren't going to know exactly what it takes to go from whiteboard to finished character i'm not saying that but for somebody to say oh well clearly imperius is from the lesser team is the most obnoxious thing i've ever heard it's kind of like saying I don't know what it's like saying. I, I can't even think of a, a comparable example, but this happens in games. Well, we all the had time. it with the the Spider-Man game recently, where people got up in arms about there being no Sam Raimi costume uh, in the new Spider-Man game on PS4, and like a week or two later, they put in as a free giveaway around the holiday time. They put in that costume, and people were like, "See, we got upset about it, and there it is." Yeah, no, people it's don't. Like, no, yeah. that's yeah. not how it works. That's not how these things come together. No. It must be so frustrating because they also can't say much. Like when stuff like this gets talked about and they see it, I mean, they might go in and try to, you know, nicely put people straight or whatever, but it does little to dissuade conspiratorial minds in the gaming community. If they think something's a thing, they're just going to think it and you're screwed. I freaking yeah. hate it. I freaking hate it. So everybody who's thinking that, give it a six months to a year. Then maybe you can start talking like that if you want to. At least you can do it with, with some sense of authority. But right now, come on, dude. They've been working on this guy forever. That's how this stuff goes. Uh, they're, the work on this dude started well before, I'm guessing, before BlizzCon plans were finalized, before HGC was even getting underway last year. Like, Like, that's how far out they are. So I hate that. So thanks for bringing it up, John. Now I'm going to fume about it for the rest of the show. <laughs> Don't fume. It. It's fine. I'm fuming. All, I'm fuming. We're all looking for, oh, what's going to happen with here? You oh, know, everybody's I, looking at everything right now. And, yeah. and a lot of the the past few heroes we've gotten are stuff that I think a year or two ago we were saying, man, we really want these things. <laughs> yep. Like EL and Imperius. Like when we first even started spooling up the show, these were like tops on our list. And here they are. Yeah. So I'm very happy to see Imperius, regardless of the wings, 
The Rings yeah. need improvement. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change my opinion on whether it's fun or I'm glad that he's here. I think it's amazing. I just, but yes, I agree. If we're going to have that conversation, it's, it's noodle wings and it needs to be, I need, I need more girth in my wing, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, girth is such a great word. I'll tell you what the game really needs. And I know that they've, you know, they, again, they, they work like a year out on, you know, character uh, stuff and all that. But what we really need is a, a character, maybe not that well known to a lot of Blizzard players. He goes by the name of Victor Saltspire, and um, <laughs> he's uh, really funny and would make a great addition to the team. He's, uh, you might even say, you know, if you're cool with Orphea, then this would be a guy that you don't even need to know his background. Just let's just get him in there, Victor Saltspire, uh, have him start rocking the joint and saying the best lines in the history of video games and you got your man especially if they open, if they make a rat level that'd be okay just make a level full of rats and uh that's all i got to say about that guy victor is so amazing that <laughs> him alone might you know we haven't really you don't really do game of the year or think about that stuff but like it's literally the, my favorite thing in gaming that's happened this year yeah it's so yeah. good is I mean, we should probably fill people in on what we're talking about they're like Vic, i play a lot of blizzard games and i'm unfamiliar with victor salt salt spear spire salt salt spire salt, salt, salt spire. spire yeah uh he is a character from vermintide 2 which yeah. we've been we've been playing a bit of scott was streaming the other night we've all been diving in yeah and he's actually i think and i do think we should come back around to imperius's actual kit besides just his wings but <laughs> as a brief aside uh I think he's a good lesson in how much characterization you can get purely from dialogue. Yeah. Because I feel like I know Victor and all I have to go on is just the inane ramblings that he throws out constantly yeah. during a uh, a multiplayer game of Vermintide and his reactions to other people. And he is just lovable but the most obnoxious person on the planet at the same time. He's insufferable. Yeah. He's, and great. He's great. Here's a here's a couple of samples. I just have this. Oh, you've got samples? Yeah. They're squirting their filthy musk. A vile language for a vile race. Hold on. These skaven are particularly fetid and foul, even for rat men. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. My nose wrinkles at their stench. Yeah. I drink this healing potion not because I want to, but because I must. He's so he's, good. He's a fantastic character. Yeah. He's he's character vocalization of 2018 straight up. Like no competition yeah. as far as I'm yeah, Right in at the buzzer too. I didn't, you know, we didn't start playing it to like the 31st. Yeah, we play it right at the end of the year. But uh, he's he has grabbed he has got our hearts in his hand and well done Victor. All right, let's talk about the kit and caboodle of uh, of um, uh, the angel god. Okay, uh, it's imperious, everybody. Let's talk about what he does. He's got this cue that has everybody talking, which impales everybody within a line, and it's fantastic. And for some reason, the page won't load for me. Oh, there it is. Okay, finally it worked. Uh, that cue is called. Hold on a second. There it is, a celestial charge, and it's uh, awesome. Lunge forward at a target, directed, and stab, dealing 35 damage. If an enemy hero is hit, channel to stun for one second and deal 70 additional damage when it fully finishes. Uh, the stun is, the I think, the key point here because that's a good stun. 
yeah full and second a visually cool stun where he actually sticks a spear through you and lifts you off the ground and looks at you predator style it's awesome oh my gosh it is predator style i even think about that but you can do up to three or did they say it was just any number I, of people in that line i don't know I think you could do a whole team if they wanted to line up for you <laughs> we could maybe experiment with that once he once he's out in the wild we'll but call uh, it kebabin let's yeah. go kebabin yeah totally um it's not the most convincing effect in terms of like where people are being uh, pierced, but the net effect is pretty strong. They all get lifted into the air. They are stunned for a full second, which is an awesome amount of time. Combine that with some other stun and lock that you've got on your team, and that's a pretty brutal basic attack. Uh, it has a cooldown of 10 seconds, so that's how often you're going to be able to do that thing, and it seems awesome. So I like that a lot. Uh, his abilities uh, continue with W, his Solarian's Fire. I think I'm saying that right. Eight-second cooldown, cost of 60 mana. It releases a fiery wave that deals 100 damage. Enemies hit in the center take 50% bonus damage and are slowed by 40% for three seconds. Again, some nice CC there. Uh, also, it can get talented later to do some other weird stuff. Like It actually reminds me of the robot in the the one level when you're someone else is driving and you're doing the machine gun and everything, you can lay that laser down and the laser gets drawn out for a second oh, on Volskaya. Yeah, for Volskaya. Yeah. yeah, on Volskaya, the laser lays there for a second and then it pops and explodes and can hurt a bunch of people. There's a talent that you can do that'll give your W that ability plus what it already does uh, at its core, so it's pretty sweet. Um, they seem to indicate that that's your starter for your combos, at least the video did. And uh, you follow up with your Q, and you finish things off with chasing them down with your W, or sorry, with your uh, E, which I will now explain. Molten Armor. Uh, it's a mana cost of 15. Its cooldown is 12 seconds. You shroud Imperious in flames for three seconds. And he looks all hot and multi like he does in uh, his, his cinematics for Diablo. Uh, striking a nearby enemy for 19 damage every quarter of a second imperious heals for 100% of the damage dealt with healing doubled versus heroes so workable also against minions uh, to some degree and he does look like a pretty good laner anyway that's your core kit before we move on to his heroic slash ultimates what do we think of that combo or those individually or whatever any thoughts feelings um i mean the q is the the big show stealer right yeah I think the W and the E, I mean, they'll probably be fun. They look cool, but the showstopper is the Q. It has a gap closing. I'm excited to play around with the Q. Yeah. Yeah. Playing with yeah. the Q. And it's got it looks- the fun, it always looks awkward, but you still like that it exists where people use it as an escape. And it always looks extremely funny when a character does a big, massive attack just to get away. Yeah. That- uh, I'm always a fan of that. So- so for his trait, um, yeah. Valorous Brand. Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about trait. Each basic ability marks enemy heroes hit for 10 seconds. Basic attacks. Oh, so it's only basic attacks consume the target's marks. All right, so it's just extra damage. It's a little... I'd say like a lot of the sizzles in the queue right now. I mm-hmm. mean, it might be that this stuff's fun, but you know, we've had some of this stuff in other forms. To me, sure. the, the queue looks really exciting. I yeah. do think it's interesting he gets a form of giant killer at level 1 off mm-hmm. of his trait uh which is an interesting oh. talent option so he's definitely like bruiser town oh yeah, yeah they even like say this. at the top they call him a bruiser right off the thing 
Kevin does or whatever his name is. Is it Kevin? Uh, Kevin. I think that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Kevin. But I think that makes sense because Imperius does seem like he would dish out good damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of yeah. feel like we're light on the tank category. And, and this isn't anything to do specifically with Imperius. Just to, for the you know the game's sake, we do need some good tanks and support still, I think. Yeah. A lot of ranged assassins and stuff. And yeah. brawlers are kind of like... It's like the line between brawler and melee assassin is... Like I get that there's a distinction, but it's very light, so we have a lot of melee damage out options. But you know, it's good to have a new tank. Being able to solo tank with Melganis felt good, even though it didn't seem like he was supposed to be a solo tank. So hopefully, we can solo tank with him, but sure. probably not. Well, you make a good point because it feels like recently it's been more and more "quote unquote" brawlers. Yeah. Um. With, I think they're uh, easier to make. I don't, yeah, not, yeah. This isn't a, that isn't intended to throw any shade on anything. I just think it's easy. It's easier to make. It's easier to predict to hear that you design will come out and at least do some damage and be valuable that way versus someone whose kit is entirely designed around protecting and setting up plays for the rest of the team. Sure. Well, I'm trying to think right now, and this is another potentially interesting thought. Maybe I think it's interesting. Uh, is I'm, I think about a brawler versus, you know, what you would consider a melee assassin. And I'm having a hard time thinking of a melee assassin that isn't just flat out considered a brawler already or doesn't have a, some ranged element to their kit. Mm. Because I feel like that's always that's always the hard part with a melee assassin is they tend to have to hang back so much. And they're just like, yeah, get him, team. And just doing like either a little poke, like Thrall, you know, get him with the lightning or Alarak, get him with the lightning. You know, they have to do so much to just hang back and try to be effective that to me, if you want to do melee, uh, Brawler is to me the most ideal road to go because you grant that survivability and then you can at least have that fantasy of a character that's in your face versus somebody that's like, melee just hanging out in the back like yeah i'm waiting for my moment to shine oh here it is there i go yeah Yeah, i get what you're saying there's a high risk high reward with melee assassins yeah especially somebody like kerrigan who i always feel that way i always feel like with kerrigan i have to stand back and be careful and not dive in yet and and really watch for those cues and that's true of her i mean that's just her but but uh and it's very satisfying when you can do that with her and do it properly and all of that. But I do hate sitting back and the only real range I have with her is her spike thing that takes forever to wind up. That's fine. And the range is okay, but it's not really the same. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like, I like the idea. I mean, this is crazy. Okay. And this is just hypothetical. So people at home, this is going to be dumb. Okay. Now you're prepared. Ready? Here's my dumb idea. What if the game, you know, in a vacuum here, Obviously, the work has already been done. Probably never going to happen. But what if the game just featured a ton of really interesting to play, very balanced characters from all of the Blizzard IPs that didn't really feature the idea that they were only good at range this and that. They were only good at melee or whatever. In other words, what if they were just, I don't know, what if everybody, I don't want them all to be the same. And maybe that's what I'm, that's why this is dumb, because maybe that is what I'm saying, but you know, if all the tanks behaved more dynamically and could do ranged things, but have the survivability and that's what made you a good tank and not that you're just a solid chunk of rock that takes forever to kill, that would be a more interesting pool of tanks to play because they'd be more fun and you wouldn't feel like, well, we got to have a Johanna. We have to have a Muradin. 
instead just make Murden and Johanna a lot more crazy and fast and furious and brawler like. And then that's those are our options for tanks. Do you see what I'm? Does any of that make sense? Are you saying that they should have ranged abilities? I'm just saying homogenize them a little bit so that they so that they all feel as fun and fast and kind of furious the way that Diablo does, the way that, I don't know, um, let's try to think of another one, Artanis feels like that kind of like, they do more than just stand there and take it. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. So yeah. a little more dynamic, because I think Johanna is like the classic example, because she really is such a, such a meat shield mm -hmm. like she's really good at it she's a really good meat shield but you're extremely dependent on your team following up you know whatever you're doing she's not going to get in there and do some serious damage and, and beat them up right um if they all did then we wouldn't have to have this distinction and there wouldn't be people feeling like they're forced to take the boring slow but meaty character instead they just are fighting dynamically with with other very sustainable characters versus you know some mage. Of course, they're more sustainable than some mage, and that makes sense to me. But within within the warrior slash browser browser <laughs> brawler kind of class area, why can't they all just be like a brawler and not try to make some of them just stand there? You know. Well, I think part of it in in my approximation would be that I, I think to some people what you would classify as a boring just stand there character to them isn't boring yeah no, like that's a fair you know point. The, it, it's sort of that that feeling of you know not support isn't for everybody mm -hmm. not everybody wants to get in there and heal you know i i love playing bright wing but i don't love playing support right like i that one play style is a very specific healing play style that i like that doesn't mean i want to get in and play Morales or anything like that even though she would be kind of your de facto well she puts a beam and heals somebody mm -hmm. you know so I, I think that for some people the idea of Johanna the idea of getting in there and playing I am a wall that people just will not get past that's fun that's as fun as you know when I'm on Diablo saying no I'm going to charge in and go crazy and hope this all works out for the best and oh, it did or oh it didn't Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I take your point. What if in a world of what ifs, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think I think in, another way to think of this that makes it a little different is to think of tanks and healers not as tanks and healers, but they're both supports. Right. Like like because what matters is not necessarily healing. What matters is not necessarily having a big health pool. It's like what crowd control utility and counterplay are you offering? You know, in the case of healers, you know, you clutch out moves in order to protect teams from enemy uh, incursions and in the case of tanks you might do both you might set up plays in fact even a, a decker kane who's a support is a playmaker you get a good w down and all of a sudden your team can go ahead and blow something up like he's he's he can clutch out really key plays by just getting people to stand there so like it's really useful i think not to think of them as healers or tanks but that they support their supports and they support the the primary way that they provide their support is in the team fight mm. and isn't protecting while your other characters who do jungle or who are good at pushing lanes you're sort of protecting them while they do their thing it's just a game design thing i mean we could have just a game full of all ranged assassins 
and it might just be fun. Like, you know, I think that's just the way the game is designed. And in the MOBA space, from other MOBAs, there generally is, you know, characters who have those support abilities versus characters who have the damage abilities. And it's like, it's a genre-wide issue and not just with, with heroes, I think. Right. So, yeah, it's a yeah. MOBA thing. I mean, you can give ETC a shotgun and he can become a ranged assassin. I just think if you can um, make your lunch and eat it too, you're kind of OP as a character in this mode. Yeah. Whereas like, part of it is, you know, when I'm on a tank, I'm like, I've got lunch. <laughs> and then lunch is the implication being that the people who eat lunch can come eat because I've made lunch for them. Right. So, I can right. see that. Yeah. yeah, I think you're totally and right. And I mean, I think Artanis is the most fun playing ga- character in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody was forced to suddenly play Artanis, one, that would be an amazing mode. I don't know if anybody's gotten a brawl that's all Artanis versus Artanis. <laughs> I think that sounds incredible. Yeah. Just in my head, all the swaps and people just going everywhere. That seems like the most fun. But I really like that particular character. There are other people who, you know, that play style isn't going to work for them. But I think about an all Artanis on everybody side game and I'm like, oh, that'd be it sounds like That'd either the most pretty. fun be or the heaven. worst fun. It could be the worst decision I've ever made, though. Possibly. He likes the P. It's the P. It's all the <laughs> yeah. P. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Space P for days. Can you imagine that all at the same time? Everyone hits 10 or whatever and just pees at once on everyone? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's a video. That's a German video you don't <laughs> want to see. That's a fun Friday night at John's house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Come on uh, over. Bring swim trends. Yeah, it's uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. No, wait. Tomorrow's Thursday. Nope, I'm no, so jacked not. up on my schedule right now because of the stupid <laughs> holidays. It's really weird. All right, let's talk about heroics slash ultimates. Uh, Heroes Hearth still calls them heroics. That's fine. I guess that's what they're called in the game. But anyway, Angelic Ar- Armaments is his number one choice. Angelic Armaments. 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 <laughs> the more you say it, the less it sounds right. Armaments. Uh, anyway, 60 cost on your mana. The cooldown is 60 seconds. You get a minute to think about what you've done. You summon a ring of blazing swords that grants 1,000 shield for three seconds. Not a lot of time, but I guess in a MOBA it sort of is. In, uh, if the shield lasts the full duration, this ability can be reactivated within five seconds to launch six swords toward an area, each dealing 140 damage to the first enemy hit. I think he's getting a two-for-one here, and I think it sounds all right. I mean, neither are super crazy on their own, like, what if his ultimate was shoot a bunch of swords at somebody? Boring. Uh, get a shield for three seconds. Boring. But give me both of those things and a strategic way of having both of those things. That's kind of a cool deal. So I like the sound of it. I like how it looks. I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, I like. I think it. I think it's cool too. The only problem with this ultimate is the second ultimate is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people melt your shield. Should. You get so sad. Yeah. Like, like this will um, never get picked, even if it's good, at least by me, because I'll be like, I want to pile driver. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the second one is called uh, Wrath of the Angerus. Or Angerus. Angerus. Is it Angerus? Angerus Camp. That's how the Angerus Council is spelled. Because it looks like Wrath of the Angirls. Is what it looks like, but that last eye is really throwing me. It looks like an L. Oh, uh, and girls, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is an 80 second cooldown, a little longer, also costs more 80 mana, but you'll see why in a second. After 0.75 seconds, so you got a little bit of a wind up, you charge in the target's direction or target direction, doesn't have to be selected target, it can just be in a direction. Lift the enemy hero, the first enemy hero you hit. So if there's a whole wad of them, whoever you hit first, 
You lift them into the heavens, and while in the yeah, air, it's, it's important. It's yeah. important. It's to the heavens. Yeah, it is the heavens, the, the high heavens. I assume you go up there and you can break a couple of pots and get some gold out of them and, you know, hang out up there for a minute and then go back down. Imperius can then steer the landing location by moving. And it literally looks like Johanna's uh, leap thing. Her whatever Falling it's called. sword. Falling sword, yeah. It looks like the yeah. same, like a shaft of light, a target on the ground. It moves about the same rate of speed. Um, about as slow as Tyrael moves when he's dead and he's trying to blow you up. It's like that slow moving thing. But if you are, let's say, near your uh, uh, gate or your your, uh, your your towers or whatever, you can pick somebody up, fly over or move the shaft of light, move your shaft mm-hmm. over behind mm-hmm. the wall there, and then come down as, your sh- as a shaft will do. Eventually, your shaft will come back down. Eventually. And then if your shaft stays up for more than four hours, call the Injurious Council. <laughs> and you plop it back down, and now they're stuck in enemy territory. And the only way he's getting out of it's, you know, somebody who's got an ability to jump out. But it's really, really cool looking. So Wrath of Angiris, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We gotta have another name for it. Um the shaft. We're calling it he's giving someone the shaft. There. I've done it. I've coined it. That's what it'll be from now on. It's really cool and uh, probably the one everyone will pick because the other one's boring compared to this. So there you go. I don't know. I mean, Shooting swords is pretty good. Yeah. The other one is probably pretty good, but at least for the first week, I'm going to want to pile driver people into our. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of it before people learn about it. Like yeah. that's. You definitely take Wrath of Angiris until people figure it out. Yeah. And, don't... and then once it stops working, then you switch. Right. But... And, Get and, away with it while you can. In typical hero design fashion, one of these choices is probably better suited to me single queuing in a quick match, and the other one is a little more strategic and better suited for smart team play. So, um, yeah. So choose at your own, you know, whatever. But they both look pretty good. I would. I. I still think the shaft is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. The shaft. Um, it just seems. I mean, we'll see how it plays out in game. It just seems super op it really does i mean yeah, like it's yeah it's like you know what it's like travel it, very far but like it's like a stitches hook it's a skill shot i believe so yeah. you do have to hit it yeah but i'm just just gonna pick someone up bring them over to your team and you're you know it, it's a stitches hook it feels but, like a the garage throw to me except you have more control sure. so instead yeah. of just randomly going run and checking them hopefully in the right direction you can if you hit them, you get them, you pick them up, you move them. Like if you're smart about it, you have a much more precision based sort of body throw going on here. And it's pretty great. I think this is where all the work that was, should have gone into the wings went into this thing. And I'm not mad about it because this is, <laughs> it's also really flashy, like a hook or a throw is like, it's pretty cool, but this is like, you lift the guy into the heavens and you slam him back down. Like there's, if there's ever another Nexomania event, uh, he's definitely <laughs> getting a skin. Like you, this is, we're definitely getting imperious the the, body the jobber yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could see that. Yeah, he's cool. It's, he seems cool. Uh, some good talents. There's already some interesting talent stuff happening over at Heroes Hearth in terms of pe- what people are either recommending or playing on the PTR. I haven't had a chance to play PTR. Have either of you? 
Uh, not I, yet. No, no, not yet. Although I, I want to say one thing, and, and on this on the subject of this ultimate, is that one of the coolest moments in Diablo with Imperius is when you go to the the Pandemonium place. What's mm-hmm. that place? It's called the Pandemonium. Uh, uh, as you in, yeah. in Reaper of Souls, as you enter the Pandemonium or whatever, yeah, like, it's, well, it's that as, land between heaven and hell. Right. Yeah, maybe it's the, maybe it's not the Pandemonium. I thought it's maybe where it was. they fight. Yeah. Yeah, but there's this eternal war between the angels and 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 the demons in this pandemonium before you get to Malthiel's keep. Um, because I'm not sure if the keep's called the pandemonium keep. But I think the the that world is called pandemonium. And before, as you enter into this area, the coolest moment, one of the coolest moments of Reaper of Souls is is Imperius just whoosh, he's this giant white hot shaft of light just descends on the ground and smashes into the ground and then he appears and i was really hoping that would feature in an ability on imperious and this satisfies that requirement yeah like that's I, i'm just really happy that they did that because part of imperious what makes him awesome is the way he enters into a level in diablo 3 yeah like, yeah so yeah that's that's to me the defining moment for him because he's such a dick to you in the default game like he's just got attitude yeah and that's fine you know there are plenty of cool characters with attitude Raphael, cooler ninja turtle <laughs> vegeta the cooler super saiyan <laughs> and now imperious the cooler angel but the the moment you get to what bo's talking about where you have to work with him but he's not going to help you. Heaven forbid he actually helps he you. He hates Nephilim. He goes off and does his own thing. And then you get swarmed by enemies and you're doing Diablo stuff, hacking through him, feeling like a badass. Yeah. And then he lances down, hits the ground and one shot kills everything you're fighting and goes, hurry up. And then shoots back up into the heavens and you're just like, what a dick. Yeah. But he's so cool. I can't even be mad at him yeah. about it. He's really cool that way. That's a great moment in that game. I mean, he just the Nephilim, he's got no time for us. None. He doesn't like us. He doesn't he thinks we're a waste of time. He doesn't care about how powerful we're becoming or or that we might be the key to anything. He is focused purely on we're good. The burning hells are bad. We're going to fight forever until we win. That's it. That's his single-minded approach to everything. So we come in there and they're like puny humans. In fact, one of these um uh let's see what's it called? Oh yeah, oh, he's got a skill. Pathetic mortals. Yeah, pathetic mortals is a freaking talent in the game. I'm trying to find it. Pathetic mortals. Where is it? Uh, I can't find it. I want to know what it does. Wrath. It is his level 13 talent. Stunning enemy heroes with celestial charge reduces their damage by 35% for four seconds. There it is. But even then, he's just he's an a-hole even in his talent names, and that's great. That's how he should be. This is the guy. That's why he can't see the nuance and the the injustice of what's going on in it and, and can't see Tyriel's view of things. Like, he's just, he's great, dude. Like, that's why I'm so excited about this is because he's one of these characters that I've assigned a lot of story and lore to that we don't even see but I've just done it based on a few things he said, done, and appeared in, and it's enough for me to go, ah, I got an idea of exactly who Imperius is and what his motivations are and how far and wide he spreads and, like, what kind of food he eats and all that stuff. I guess he doesn't need anything. Yeah, yeah and, like, it just even the fact, the little touch that most of the angels have a hood, right? Yeah. 
but he has a helmet. Yeah. 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 He totally like, does. <laughs> he's not, he still has the same, the blackness you don't see inside or whatever, whatever explanation that is. Visually speaking, he is, you know, militant. Yeah. Very militant. And yeah. he's, he's got that, everyone's got a halo. Usually they're just little funny boy halos, no big deal. He's yeah. got this yeah. big metal freaking spiky badass king's halo that is just up there and going Rah! I mean it looks like the thing that Artanis carries on his back half the time like this yeah. big giant in fact there's there's what the uh, portal back to the thing should be it should be him hitting B and then going and then you should grab Tyrell or grab um, Artanis from somewhere tear that thing off his back put it on his head and go back to the Nexus that's what he should do I don't know if it's a joke it makes me laugh and maybe it shouldn't maybe this is one of those cases where I just find something funny that's not supposed to be funny at all, mm. which happens. Yeah. But he has a talent at 20 that's just called Impervious. And for some reason, Imperious having a talent called Impervious <laughs> cracks me up. Impervious, I Imperious. I saw that and I started chuckling to myself. Yeah, it's Impervious, and, uh, Imperious. That's yeah. how you would say it. That's fantastic. Yeah, I would have laughed at that too. Makes me happy. Yeah, I love his good. talent names. They're good. Good job, Blizzard. You've done it again. Uh, just let's take a quick moment here and hear this. Hold on. I've seen many obscenities in my time, but nothing appalls me more than Skaven. <laughs> he really dislikes the Skaven. Anyway. He likes uh, Sigmar. Oh, does he? Praise Sigmar. Well, yeah. He can't just say Sigmar either. It always is a production just saying it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with these lands. They're the lands of Sigma. Like, it just goes on way longer than it should. He's so good. Oh, my gosh. Or at least, you know what? Here, don't put, you don't have to put that character in. I get it. You can't cross characters like that. It's a Warhammer character. Like, you're not going to do that, Blizzard. I get it. But hire that that guy. Who's that guy talking? Make something yeah. that's like him. Heaven forbid Blizzard rip off something from Warhammer. Yeah, I can't. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> Either 40k or the fantasy universe. I just can't imagine them doing that. Weird. It's just throwing a little shade of blizzard on that, everybody. All right. What are we doing here? Uh, let's talk about a couple other things. Uh, I think we're all excited for him, though, right? I mean, we're all... He's cool. Oh, I'm pumped. I've yeah. been wanting this thing. Uh, he's been in my top list of like wants for the game. I'm super stoked to have him. Uh, I can't wait to try him. All right. <laughs> Chat room. Um, I love Vermintide. Are we talking Vermintide? Says Blue Goose Five, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, there's a big part of me that just wants to gush about Vermintide too, and how how incredible that game make makes me feel about the future of like online gaming with friends. Yeah. I, it's it was it's quite an experience. It's really good. I mean, just I mean, just that team alone, I think, has done a lot aesthetically for the art design and the sound design to really put you in a place to make mm -hmm. you feel a certain way. But, mm -hmm. um. I want all my I, a lot of, a lot of our talking like what we were playing was like we talked about World of Warcraft when we were playing this like like it's like LFD the game yeah. if, <laughs> if dungeons if the game if you would if Blizzard would release a game in 2020 let's say what would the instances look like hopefully not what they look like in World of Warcraft but with you know today's tech and today's expectation the idea that they can use the director from Left for Dead to just randomly populate it so that the trash doesn't feel like trash, but everything feels like an epic encounter D and D style. Is mm -hmm. like there's a gold mine of like great gameplay to like to to to, to have. Yeah, that makes me. Anyway, that's so. it makes me want 
that's what I want raids to feel like. I'm done. I think I might be done with the way raids feel like right now, which is a neat thing and was great in 04 and they've progressed and it's, it's still kind of got its thing, but there's something about a really fleshed out detailed fantasy space where the boss fights are still marked by he does this thing three times and he does that thing once. Oh, here's the part where he poops out minions. Okay, now we're back to fighting in melee style. Like that's all still there, but it's happening so dynamically that I, that's just how I want it from now on. But it, it feels like actually because we've been playing D and D, and it feels way more like D and D than most role playing games for the simple, at least from a dungeon master perspective. Because let's say we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I throw a bunch of zombies at you, yeah. the Chaos Warriors. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this encounter is kind of easy. Well, they'll never know. You'll never know as a player whether or not that pack rat, that choke guy that chokes you and brings you back into the team was planned there or not. Mm-hmm. But I can just drop him in behind a tree and like, you didn't see him there. Like, you don't know whether that was planned from the beginning or if the director, a.k.a. the, the digital DM, decided, oh, you guys are having too easy of a time of it. Let's let's <laughs> let's make this harder for you. And then it's a unique experience every time you play because the next time you play that, encounter won't happen there in that way right i just i really like it's it. really it's like cool. shades of diablo the only downside of- the only thing i would say is if i i wish kind of i mean i don't exactly mm. wish this but i kind of wish i'd never played so much left for dead not because it makes it any less fun to play with you guys because it doesn't it's not the fun factor it's that i recognize the the big design tropes of its particular subgenre now right and they're based on that and that's kind of how it works and all there's a lot of games that do this I think Destiny does this in a lot of ways, actually, the way their their strikes work and stuff. Um, it's very similar. And so so I'm immediately, you know, like when I'm playing with you guys, I can't help but go reloading, you know, and start talking like the people from from Left 4 Dead because I, I'm getting that feeling the whole time. And part of me wishes, ah, I wish I'd never seen that. And this was the, the, the only take I'd seen of this kind of gameplay. And I would have been, I mean, I'd be, I'd be beside myself. Yeah. Thinking the whole world's about to change. But, yeah. Instead, you know, yeah, it's I'm like, not saying we're there with Vermintide too, but it really sure. makes it's one of those games that makes your brain going like, "Wow, we could really push games in a new direction." And yeah. it's funny that it's taken so long. I guess just to yeah. Plus, for us to, to get there with it, took us a long time to try Vermintide too, which is funny. Well, I mean, it's it, I don't think it's one of those things that's a big sexy up front. Like you know, when you look at a big new RPG, you're like, "Is it immersive?" People want to see the graphics and stuff. Like an AI director is not something that people really, I don't know, just like really just like, yeah, this game is so good because of the way the AI works. Like you don't (laughs) hear that. You'll hear complaints if the AI is bad, but no one's ever really just like, oh my God, the, everything feels so intelligent around you uh, for a PVE game. And um, I mean, sure. Like you can see the tropes for sure of it, but we can keep, you know, I don't know. There's just. I think we could take what we're doing in this game and even like add it to to more to our iterative right as a as a gaming culture to games in general. Right. Yeah, you see uh, it as a as a like wow, if we took more steps in this direction, we could end up in an insanely cool place. Like we we play through that game and I'm like, "Man, what if this is the direction Diablo went because it feels like first person Diablo half the time. Like I'm just hacking and slashing and using cool abilities on cooldown. Like, man, what if this is where Diablo went and right. what it kind of became? And you know, that yeah. that kind of stuff gets me Yeah, it gets excited. me it gets me jacked. So anyway, that that there that's endeth our sub show called Vermintide Two Show, Rats in the City. 
Uh, we hope you tune in next time for more of that. <laughs> Look at this. Where is Danny Moe in the chat says, is this the core show? What are they talking about? <laughs> Not Well, you can tell it's the core show because we went off topic and talked about something else for a while. Well, we did. We absolutely did. But hey. Talked about Skaven. Skaven. Okay, fine. One more quote from him. We just have to hear one more here. One. I have more tolerance for the graveborn than rat men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just it's like that guy ate a thesaurus for breakfast or something yeah. and all the words are spewing out. Just barfing. He up said words. the word impiety at one point and I was like, Oh my god. Oh yeah, impiety. Oh, I remember that. You know what's weird is I have that phrase in my head locked in with a visual of one of the blue potions that gives you mana, I guess, for speed. the speed. Speed. Blue speed. It pops and it's on a shelf. Right when he says that, I was going for that while Kyle was going for it, and it was a little bit of a fight to see who'd get the potion, and that's when he said that pious thing, and now I forever have, I don't know if you guys ever do that, but I have a, that moment in a game tied to a certain sound bit that if I ever heard it again, I would see the bottle. If I ever saw the bottle, I'd hear the sound. It's weird. It's weird. Piety. I'll do one more. Hold on. Here's a good one. If we catch one alive, I'll handle the questioning. <laughs> he's so good oh he's oh so good God. he's so good uh, Victor Saltspire times person of the year indeed uh, let's see what else is going on there wasn't an announcement since we last talked there actually been a couple of these since the, uh, of various sizes but this one made it to the main I don't know you top top tier gaming press Heroes of the Storm Amateur League got announced and has a new competitive division or I guess the, the Amateur League was already there, but they've announced a, a, a new competitive division. Heroes Lounge, the world's largest amateur Heroes of the Storm esports league, has announced the creation of a new competitive division that we uh, they hope will fill the void left by Blizzard's decision to end support for the Heroes Global Championship and Heroes of the Dorm. Uh, here's a quote. Heroes Lounge Division S will be a high-level competition where the top teams from Europe and North America can compete in their own region. The Lounge said in the announcement, they went on to say teams will be competing in a round-robin format will compete for crowd-funded prizes, have a chance to drop out of the division uh, via crucibles, uh, with new teams being able to fight their way in via qualifiers and many games cast by no less than Kaldor himself. So uh, some big casting name, some uh, some interesting stuff happening over there. And then since then, there have been a few other announcements. I'm very, very curious uh, if any of this stuff will not just stick, but, you know, do well. Um yeah. And and fill the void of whatever we need for esports for this game, and we won't care about HTC in um, six months or something. Entirely yeah, this possible. Is how it builds. This is sure. the first step to it. This no. is how it honestly probably should have been. Mm -hmm. So this is how I wish they would have started. Well, I said I, I, I talked about this at length last time we had an episode, but I kind of wish this how this is what they would have started with, and then built on it from there. So it's up to us now. Let's go, community. Let's make it happen. Get your poop in order. Uh, make a thing. Yeah, help uh, support it. Honestly, I think that would be my advice. Is you, It doesn't have to be this one, but if you're one of the people that sits there and says, I care about HGC, HGC matters to me, find a group like this to support. You know, yeah. Show that it matters through your support because these things only stick around if it's got eyeballs and attention and word of mouth and you know, if you're able to uh, support for it. So find what you like, find people you like, find groups that you like, 
and support them one way or another. That's how it grows. That's how we get actual esports back. Maybe even not supported by Blizzard, which might be a preferable situation. So do it. If it mattered to you, do it. Yep. Show it. Yep. Prove it. Bo, does that fill the void for you? Because you were a vocal, you know, like, ah, the esports health of a thing matters and stuff. And I and I agree with you to a great degree. Does this help you to know that so many little grassroots things are happening? Or is it you need to see some actual games, see how it plans out, pays out? plays out is the word i was looking for um, no i think this is great it's, if there's a community for it they should be organizing and trying to get it going i i, I don't think it doesn't change the the biggest part of the discontent for me was the announcement that there'd be less people working on the team mm. like i was bummed about hgc too but but yeah this is good grassroots stuff is great there's there's not not a it's not a bad thing to say or feel about this honestly i think it takes a lot of hard working people and volunteer hours no one's making money from this so if you're into watching high level stuff, as John said, you should support it. Um, but it, we've had a couple of weeks uh, to let the news sink in and all of that, and and I think for the most part, coming on the out on the other side is I'm just I'm a little. I felt mainly bad about the people moving on to other projects yeah. and heroes not being a not being a priority anymore. A couple of them moved to the some Diablo project that's not the mobile game. Mm. Yeah, just... but now that it has a mobile game, it's the worst thing in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> according yeah. to gamers, tw- <laughs> according to anonymous gamers on the internet, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never t- a mobile game. I won't tolerate that. No, as Peter Saltzbier, <laughs> whatever his name is. I like to think Victor would be okay with the Diablo Immortal. Maybe. You think so? I don't know. It's just anytime I picture somebody complaining, that is the voice that's in my head. Victor's well, voice. let's see what he would say. Here, here's another one. It's not up for debate. Oh. <laughs> they won't lure me in with their promises of an equal experience on my mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he says here. Hold on. In the borders of the Empire of Wait, Sig- Deceit and Mystery. Wait, okay, here's a new one. What brings you here, Elf? I demand to know. You demand? You are currently within the borders of the Empire of Sigma and therefore under my scrutiny and jurisdiction. <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> he is See, salty. See, this is why I can't picture him on board with anything. No. He's not on board with anything. That's his whole thing in life. He's not on board. Blizzard lost my support <laughs> when they decided to put out an inferior product in another country. <laughs> <laughs> Here in the lands of Sigma, we play PC games. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, I want this to be a thing every week. Yeah, dude. I want Dear, let's, let's Sunset Dear Martha. Let's do Dear yeah, Victor. Yeah, let's do Dear Victor for a while and see how it goes. And uh, I don't know what his theme song would be. I'll but Dear Victor would that. be like someone writing in, asking him some question, and then his butthead response to it. <laughs> like, uh, hey, Victor, what do you think of the uh, new... <laughs> Um, the Blizzard announcement that there's no more HGC. I think that this is a dead game, and they've proven it by getting rid of a competitive league. If you want to make your game seem important, you need to cater to the esports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know Perfect. if the Dear Martha music works for that, but I kind of want to use it. Hold on, let me try one. Um. 
Victor, hold on. Victor, how do you how do you feel about uh um uh, the wings on on Imperius? Are you upset that they look stupid? The wings seem small, just like their aspirations trying to put out a hero with a limited team. Blizzard clearly doesn't have the support needed to release a quality hero in 2019. <laughs> Pray Sigma. It's really good. Pray Sigma. Oh, yeah, Pray Sigma, don't forget. That's fantastic. All right. Um, uh, what do we got now? This. Oh, before I forget, don't forget to catch us this weekend for There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. We do it live every Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, and it's three hours of D&D with Bo uh, being our DM. Uh, John and I and Kyle and Kristen are all there. We are in this thing like 44 episodes and having a blast, so if you have any interest in that at all, go check it out. All the archives are there. You can see old video, listen to audio. There's a podcast version. All of it at therewillbedungeons.com. D&D, baby. All right. Let's uh, get to an email. We get these at heroesforyou at gmail.com. Nope, that's incorrect. It's core at heroesforyou.com. I have too many Gmail addresses. Core at heroesforyou.com. I don't know where I got that. Uh, <clears throat> maybe I'll just look at my own notes. That'd help. Uh, here it is. This is from Wraith Rider. He rides the wraiths. He says, hey, Scott, Joe. Uh, Joe. John and Bo. He spelled Bo with a B-O, and so it threw me there for a and second. And he spelled John with an H. Yeah. He got one for three. Yeah, you got mine right. <laughs> you could have done one less T and really screwed it up. Anyway, just a few discussion notes. I'd be interested to hear your take. Number one, is it possible that Blizzard's initial idea of Heroes of the Storm wasn't intended for the esports scene and perhaps forced them to change their intentions for the game to fit what they thought the community wanted? I'm going to answer that by saying... I think everything Blizzard, or at least this has been the the um, prevailing um, thread through the company for the last five years or so, anything new needs to have some esports thing. Think think worldwide, think esports, think competitive. I think that's just the brain they have, and I don't know if that'll stay. But them making really compelling single player games. I don't know if it's in the cards anymore. They may figure out a way to f- get both in there, but the closest you're going to get is something like Diablo 3. I think the future of even that looks weird. So, uh, any other thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the game started as a mod. Like, what What was the, like, there was like a Protoss chef game. Like, and this was lumped in with those. There was like a Bejeweled in StarCraft and right. a bunch yeah, of weird part of the like, arcade, the StarCraft started. arcade. Yeah, and and that stuff was very low-key, and I don't imagine that there was, you know, probably a lot of thought given to, well, what if we had a whole league attached to it? I think that probably grew out of the project getting bigger in scope. But I don't know if I would necessarily say they ever felt forced. I think maybe at some point they felt empowered that it was something they could do uh, and and pursued. But you never know. You never know. They could have yeah. just had a big esports initiative where we want it for all our games. I think they're pretty enthusiastic about it. They had, you know, I remember when um, Milk Fat was yeah. doing interviews and stuff like that, and they were pretty jazzed. Oh, very, I think, they, I think I, they've I, always been. I don't excited. think they felt like, oh, we have to do this. I don't think they commit. I don't think they're a type of company that's going to commit millions of dollars to a thing because they feel like they have to. Oh, I I agree. Feel like they would feel like 
this is the right decision that yeah. we want to. I think I think they yeah. wanted to in the same way they want to make all their games. I think that they if if they goofed here at all, it was this assumption that because you're Blizzard and because you were the birthplace of MOBAs, that this was finally your time to shine and take it all over again, take it all back. I think that was um yeah. I think that was th- that was wishful thinking. I think that they they didn't they didn't really size up what that is the hundred million the hundred million people playing league and the you know eighty million or whatever it is playing dota did not they i think that seemed like an easier target than it was and they didn't drop uh, everything and jump ship like people have done for fortnite <laughs> you know like right. like it is possible to do these things it just didn't happen here for whatever whatever reason right and it's fine i just kind of wish they knew that in the beginning and didn't didn't want to go from zero to 60 on day one. I would have been, I think the game would be in a healthier place had they just said, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, so I'm repeating myself, but put the game out, make it awesome, have it build on its own. You're already going to get all the props because it's, it's rad. And, and the quieter you are about it, the more people will like it because they, gamers get real uh, cynical and strange and they, and they kind of see your marketing. They know what you're doing if they would have just been a little more grassroots with this and not tried to, I don't know, try to PR it to death, I think you would have had a, a better acceptance from those other two games, player bases, to begin with. And they would have perhaps, they would have probably, maybe more of them would have gravitated over be, because they just thought, ooh, there's a cool thing happening at Blizzard. Man, they're really not even talking about it. But, oh my gosh, so much fun and we should play this. Like that, I think that could have happened more than it did with mm-hmm. we're a brawler not a moba remember the name moba brawler <laughs> yeah, blah, like all that, that. Was bad marketing it was real gate. bad real bad and i don't blame their intention i don't think they're being dumb or anything i just think blizzard's too big now to and it's uh, i don't know it's just hard it's hard for me to even quantify why i think well yeah, i think you said it early on is gamers are weird about stuff like that and gamers are really dictating what's popular with mm-hmm. you know twitch and everything like it's a different it's not what shows up in your Nintendo power that right. you're curious about. It's what, you know, uh, more on 2016, you know, is <laughs> streaming for, for his 20,000 viewers. I say that a little derisively, but I've tuned into some streams with those high numbers and they're like total assets. I'm like, I can't. That's awful. I can't, I can't watch these people for even a second yet. People love some of these folks that have lots of viewers, unfortunately. And so I think you're right is what I'm saying, Scott. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 2020 vision and all that or hindsight i guess it's not really about 2020 vision it's about the hindsight uh his second question was just because blizzard isn't the main host of the large tournaments doesn't mean the pro scene is dead in reality a third party would probably uh, make a healthier tournament circuit and grow it properly in my opinion heroes of the dorm was a great platform to keep and uh let someone else grow it from there um we've kind of said as much and, and and i i i agree with this i think letting this actually, well, I think this will prove the health of the game. Um, how how much the grassroots really does grow and survive and thrive will say a lot. Not only about what the game's base is and what we care about, but also Blizzard's response to that will be really interesting. So, I mean, it, it can go either way. It can go any m- number of directions, but I'm really hopeful that that's a, that that's a big deal. And 30 says the mass of the player base is in and around Gold League. The game would be better off having in-game tournaments <clears throat> excuse me for those players pros are fun to watch but at the end of the day we love to play this game more than watch of it at least most of us anyway happy holidays wraith rider 
Um, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, you can't just have it for the gold players, but I understand what he means. No, there should be. I mean, you know, there. I had a back in the day when Heroes first came out. We started first doing the show. I'm like, I've got a big list of things I want. We all did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all did. And you know, inclined tournaments was one of them. Right. It should be in the game. It should be in all of the games. I'm surprised that they don't have them. Well, they and announced I, it for Hearthstone and then yanked it. That was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I can. I can. I don't want to soapbox this week. I've had plenty to say <laughs> on various subjects. And... Wait, no, I want it. You gotta, That's, you... I lay that at the feet of mobile. Oh, interesting. Really? Because Hearthstone has to function on mobile, and they want a one-to-one experience between phones and mobile. There's nothing user-friendly about a tournament lobby. Hmm. Like, they, and people who work on games that have nice interfaces need to get over the fact that if you want it, some of this stuff's not going to look good out the gate. Or maybe never look good. Like right. I've played in tournaments on poker sites. I've played in tournaments in Magic Online. None of these were pleasant, like the most pleasant of experiences. But understandably, it's it's they're complex systems, and you get over it. And you because you want to play in a tournament, you find a way. I I personally think that it. I personally think Blizzard, like in all of their games, to their credit, make beautiful UI that's easy and intuitive to use, and just tournaments are not that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, they have right. to. You just have to look at it and be like, you can't. You got to compromise somewhere on this on this issue. And I, I feel like, I feel like for Hearthstone, you could definitely. There's so much you could do with the PC client that you can't do on the phone because it'd be irritating on the phone probably. So you're splitting your base. Now you have a phone client with tournament, and you have a, or sorry, a PC client with tournament modes and mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and a phone client that doesn't have it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they, the fact that they announced it and then scrapped it like a month later, or whatever it was, it's just weird. That was weird. But also, there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter around about. Well, again, I don't want to go down this hole too far, but if the if the rumors are to be believed, and we won't really know a lot of this stuff until the next earnings call, maybe or maybe we won't even then. But it doesn't sound like most of the teams are making a lot of money right now. They're burning more than they're making, and that. I think is probably true of of uh, sorry of Hearthstone. So they may have just pulled back for those reasons. That was a big undertaking, and maybe they decided that they weren't ready to do that. The same thing is true no. of Overwatch has less revenue than they've had in a while. Like none of them are gangbustering right now, um, and they're all living well, on well I mean, money. Overwatch so. makes sense a little bit. Overwatch makes sense in the sense that there's a hype. There's like a fall because. There's no. What else are they selling? Loot boxes? Like I don't. They, I feel that's, like that's I feel true. Like just in the zeitgeist, the next game comes out and pulls people. You know, Fortnite. Fortnite will have its moment, and something else will come out. Like I think, I think that's Fortnite is having I a multi-billion-dollar like, moment. Is the problem, and when they have a multi-billion-dollar a moment, that means much of the game industry is having a multi-million-dollar loss moment. Like right. they're they're the ones yeah. losing out on it, and because that thing is so massive and so penetrating, Blizzard is not immune to it. I mean, I really feel like a lot of this stuff going on is not a reaction specifically to to Fortnite. I'm gonna give not gonna give it that kind of credit, but a, a reaction to a changing, evolving industry that's happening in a very rapid way, and they're not adjusting to it, or they're not they're not ready for whatever's next. And I'm not saying they should push out a cheap, fast 
uh, 100 man enter, one leaves battle royale game. I think oh, that's bad they'd be form. chasing again. Right, they'd be chasing. It's not a good position. No, but they are now in this position where in the past everybody chased Blizzard. It's not as so much that way now. Right now it's everybody's chasing Fortnite. Like people have changed who they're yeah. chasing. And, and some could argue that Fortnite was chasing player unknowns battlegrounds and it was the problem the not the problem the thing that worked in its favor is they devoted an insane amount of money time and resources into a game that was essentially already made to make Fortnite. right that yes it came after but nobody else is going to be able to pivot in that same way right the game was essentially already built they committed a ton of resources and time to quickly test something saw that they had something and then you had epic putting money and resources into something and so yes it technically chased but it was in a position to where when you think about it fortnite as a battle royale game and player unknowns battlegrounds they feel like they almost came out at the same time mm -hmm. even though one was created in direct response to the other well for a lot of players it may as well have yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole generation of players, young players who have no idea that Fortnite was 30 bucks on Steam and came from the guy who made the mod originally for Arma. They don't care about any of that. They just know that this free thing is on their phone, their Switch, their PS4 and their PC and they're playing it with their friends and they're having a blast and they're using it more than social media. Like that's what they know. And so now everybody else has to pivot. And they don't have; they're not in a position to pivot like that, like the way up, like you said, like the way Epic was. I mean, they still took a huge risk. That was a major bet that they placed, mm -hmm. and 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 major in the sense that if it had failed, eh, they still could have put out the Fortnite that was, and they still would have focused, you know, other stuff on like you know their Unreal game they were working on. All that stuff would have been it would they would have been fine. They still sell tons of engine licenses and make crap tons of money. Like Epic would have been fine. But it's still, it was a big bet whether it would matter anyway. Are people going to want to play our little cartoon version of of what PUBG is? Will that be, bring it more mainstream or not? And they were right. I mean, and now everybody's spinning, going, "Oh, we want that." Yeah, same same company that tried to make a MOBA that failed too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they like, killed the MOBA to continue to support the <laughs> like shooter. Yeah. You know, there there have been people who were like, oh, Paragon's the future, screw Hero, screw League, <laughs> and, like, look where it, Paragon ended up. Like, yeah, I think the, the, the forces at play are actually bigger than anyone at any company to predict in that manner. Yeah, yeah. no. They, like, that, yeah. and I say that because of Fortnite. Like, to me, PUBG was, like, to me, my idea, if I would, I would be wrong, first of all, but if I worked somewhere and I had to guess what to do with a, what would appeal to battle royale players mm -hmm. it would be a realistic arma 3 mod style game like PUBG. Mm. like that's what people want and then oh no we want cartoon violence and like overwatch is huge i couldn't to me overwatch it's surprising that it's as big as as it ever was because of its cartooniness mm -hmm. and same with fortnite and that just all points to the fact that people want cartoony style violence they want what they want is they want stylized stuff that that lasts and looks good but lasts like wow owes itself to its decision very early on to go stylized if they hadn't have done that they'd have been screwed they'd look like that horrendous look i don't know if you've done i've not done this recently but go back and look at those screens people were drooling over for everquest 2 when they announced it yep. it was going up against wow at the time and everybody's like oh well this is gonna be so much better because look how realistic it looks i don't want to play that cartoon game over there 
the opposite happened. And now that thing looks terrible bad, like real <laughs> yeah, bad. It looks awful. And WoW holds up. Well, yeah, they've improved it, and yeah, it's gotten better over the years, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But essentially, it's still that same stylized choice, and it really paid off for them. I think that's what's paying off for Fortnite. And I, and but I, I also think there's room for that more realistic thing. I think um, COD 4's, uh, or uh, Blackout, what is it? I can't even think. Yeah, Blackout? I know what you're talking about. The one that's or in the new uh, Blackout. Call of Duty Blackout. Blackout. Yeah, that's Blackout's the mode. The game mode, right? Yeah, Blackout's the game mode. It's fantastic. It's basically PUBG without all the bugs, and I think that there's not there's room for that. They're not going to go. Full, they're not going to get Fortnite numbers, but they'll they'll yeah. probably give for, PUBG a real run for their money because again, they're head of, they're head of the curve. They got AAA money. They have a huge company behind them. Blah blah blah. Like there's room for all of those things and everything in between. They just hit pay dirt. Freaking Epic did. They just I don't know. They just hit it right. And Overwatch yeah. might be partially responsible for this, by the way, because that approach to the characters, that approach to the aesthetic and the skins and all of that, really heavily pioneered by um, other games. You could certainly Team Fortress Two and other stuff deserves some credit here, but but Overwatch took it into a new a new generation and really blew people's minds. In a lot of ways, Fortnite just kind of took a lot of those ideas and made people feel comfortable about transitioning to this bigger shooter experience where a hundred people are fighting. Like yeah. it's a fascinating change it's, it's in this business. Two interesting things in common with Overwatch and Fortnite though, that just sort of occurred to me is one, both of those games are basically born of the husk of other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who knows where Titan would have landed, but we all know Titan turned into Overwatch and was, uh, was a repurposing mm-hmm. uh, Fortnite, very much the same thing, except I think you could still play actual Fortnite. Yeah. But it's still in beta though, but yeah, like, I don't know who would want to like I don't you know play the battle royale it's good everyone loves it don't play the actual Fortnite game it's not good <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it um, so it's just interesting so these are big companies that have been able to invest a bunch to do an ambitious project though both of them are these really ambitious like Star Citizen style games that they decided to abandon in favor of arguably a much simpler more streamlined. You know, Battle Royale, I'm sure, is much simpler in concept than Fortnite, original Fortnite. Yeah, build up your defenses. It was a very complex game. It still is. So it's it's a bit, it's a bit, it makes me a bit sad because I, I want those large, like I'm still looking forward to the day Star Citizen gets released when I retire. Mm -hmm. I'm 65 and Star Citizen finally gets released. still being optimistic with that date, though. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to playing Star Citizen once it's done. I hope they don't abandon it to do. I'm looking forward to the date where everybody goes to jail for Star Citizen for being the pyramid scheme it clearly is. The thing that that scares me most is that uh, Star Citizen just turns into um, Wing Commander uh, Royale and it's just a battle royale game in space. It was ambitious. We can't canceled it here's a battle just get all simple with it. yeah thank you for the millions of dollars uh <laughs> my please. my worry is they've got that all-star cast being actual characters so they got mark hamill back they have uh what's gary his old man gary oldman and, uh, all these really big actors in this thing mark strong all these cool dudes they're all gonna die before that game comes out it's gonna be yes this- <laughs> it's gonna be the only way we can see them again yeah this occurred to me scott yeah. i was like yeah this game's never coming out yeah it feels feels weird and I'm and I've always I'm always looking for a space itch. Always space games are always in my mind. I'm always looking for the next thing. I'm always dipping back into something to remind myself if I thought it was great or not. And then if it's not, I'm like, oh shoot, I need another space game. Like Star Citizen, I'm ready. You're you were made for me. If you're real and ever come out, 
and the beta is too scary to get into. I, I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I need that game to be so expensive. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it needs to be done. Right now, everything I've seen of it looks questionable, to say the very least. It just so. needs to be done. Just yeah. be done. And then we're good. Then I'll buy your game, and I'll take the $59 risk. That's fine. Yeah, It's fine, but I'm not going to buy a $4,000 ship that doesn't exist. <laughs> F the right, right off, man. I'm but not doing Scott, that. They have the guys from Top Gear before you know some of them got fired and stuff uh, <laughs> doing voices describing what the ships are and what they do. It's true, they did. I forgot about that. Um, all right, his final question is... Oh, no, he did this one already. Yeah. Happy holidays, yeah. race rider. Yeah, we're done with your email, dude. That was the longest. Not our, not your email, but our responses are the longest <laughs> in the history of the show. You've got, you've gotten the most <clears throat> response time out of us with your email. So you really have. Well done. So you're the first of 2019. Uh, hopefully more of you will do that as well. Send your emails to core at heroesforyou.com, and we will read them right here on the show. Um, what else? That's it. We're done. That's the show. Patreon.com slash core show is a way for you to support us. Please do. We appreciate all your help last year. Would love it this year. That's patreon.com slash core show. Even like a, a buck. That'd be awesome. Head on over there now and show us you'll love us. Heroesforyou.com is the website. You can find a link to that and everything else over there, including our Twitter accounts, Core Heroes. John's at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. Follow us. We have fun stuff to say out there as well. That's going to do it for us. Stick around if you want to watch oh, wait, us play wait, some games. Wait, wait. Yes, yes. Can we, can we get one more Victor before we go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got him. I got him sure. queued up here. Here we go. Here's Victor. One more time, guys. Denies all you want, one eye. Oh. Your kind will never find the sunlight flickering through the canopy. There is something going on with you, elf. Surprised, one eye? Not at all. Just know that I am onto you. How my heart quails <laughs> at the thought. Okay. This is a grim business story. It's all grim business these days. <clears throat> it's better that way. When all hands are against you, the way forward is clear. <laughs> he's such an a-hole. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's such Thank an a-hole. You. He's pretty amazing, though. All right, I'll see you guys next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Need to stock up on any weather wardrobe staples? Check out American Giant for hoodies, jackets, sweats, and more pieces you can wear anywhere, all made right here in the USA. Go to american-giant.com and use code anystyle24 for 20% off your order. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.